Atheist Nomads, episode 92. News for April 30, 2015. Atheist Nomads is proudly brought to you by Archway Hosting. Check out their low-price, full-featured hosting solutions at archwayhosting.com. That's A-R-C-H-W-A-Y hosting.com. Hey, we're also brought to you by listeners just like you. Find out how you can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash atheist nomads. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash atheist nomads. As a concerned parent of the uh, free thought community, I want to advise uh, atheist nomad listeners that this is an adult show. There will be things discussed, talked about topics that may be inappropriate for children under the age of 25, 26, 27, 40. We are the Atheist Nomads, bringing you history, science, politics, religion, and interviews with leaders in the atheist community. Not all those who wander are lost. Welcome to another episode of Atheist Nomads. This is episode number 92. I am Dustin Williams, and joining me as always is Wesley Benetti. Fucking A. Yeah, last name action. I'm digging it. (laughs) Yeah, I figured might as well. <laughs> it's not like we, we have those as secrets. We just haven't really bothered with that in the intro for quite a while. Yeah, no, I I didn't use my last name for a long time because I was hiding for private reasons. It was, yeah. Oops. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how's life treating you? Oh, boy. Um, me and Meredith have been having some fun. Um, went and took a random, completely out of the blue trip up to rainier mount rainier and awesome yeah that was fucking awesome yeah, yeah that was one of my favorite sp- things about tacoma i went up there once and had a storm coming in while i was crossing pebble creek and i was like yep better get back down as quickly as we can and got down to paradise and it was just beautiful and sunny again <laughs> oh shit yeah that was pretty fucking badass though yeah. totally didn't even mean to i mean we didn't even leave till like two. Oh wow yeah well, one, sorry. But anyways, yeah, it was way late in the day. <laughs> yeah, that's just a awesome, <laughs> amazing mountain. Holy shit. Yeah, view forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of the things I got to work on this weekend, you know, for, for the most mm. part, my, my time uh, starting yesterday and on through Wednesday is tied up with birthdays because uh, Gary Mitchell's birthday is Monday, uh, yep. mine's Tuesday, and then Lauren's is Wednesday. Nice. And so we did a uh, birthday bar crawl yesterday and a zoo trip today, and it'll just be continuing on. So we're, we're recording the, the episode on Sunday. We normally do it on Tuesday, uh, just so I can get it done on Monday and not have to worry about it during mine and my fiance's birthdays. Uh, yeah. The other thing I worked <laughs> on uh, was the building the podium. I uh, worked with Gary on it for the National Day of Reason. Ooh. Uh, this, this coincides with the National Day of Prayer, and here in Boise, uh, we actually have the front steps of the Capitol. Nice. This is the second time that's happened, and it was some kind of a glitch to where they didn't get in on, in time, and so we've got it, and yeah, I've, I've got to have some fun building the, the, the podium. Awesome. I will be speaking at the podium, but yeah, this is going to be awesome. So if you are in Boise... And you can get the time off. Uh, yeah, come on down Thursday, May seven at noon, and uh, let's uh, let's have some fun supporting the separation of church and state. Fucking hate. All right, so I think it's time for uh, this day in history. This day in history, the thirtieth of April. The year is eighteen o three. So uh, you might have heard about this uh, young country young buck of a country back then, the United States, uh, looking to expand and, you know, kind of afraid of, well, their neighbors. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. 1803 is the, the, the 30th of April, 1803 is the day that the Louisiana purchase was finished, man. Yeah. Napoleonic France, they were kind of hurting for money, uh, stretch for resources and well, Quite a few other reasons, probably, but uh, Napoleon was a little tight-lipped and, you know, short-pantsed about 
it's uh, putting out too many reasons there, but uh, yeah, sold the, sold the, t- the entire territory to us, which is a lot of the mid region of the United States for fifteen million dollars. Yeah. Damn, that's These, nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah, uh, it ended up being like just a couple cents per acre. Eight hundred and twenty-eight thousand square miles of land. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, just crazy amount of land for hella cheap. So yeah, uh, Spain. Spain basically uh, did a, like a, a little backdoor give back of the Louisiana territory back to France, and you know France just really wasn't too interested in developing it and. Uh, finally just sold it off hella cheap. So mm-hmm. kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. And heck yeah. Most of the U S wouldn't be there if it wasn't for this. Uh, yeah, like we Washington and Idaho wouldn't, have, wouldn't be around if it wasn't for the Louisiana purchase, even though, you know, Washington was part of the Oregon territory and most of Idaho was as well. Um, it's kind of hard having a country that split geographically that, yeah. but that distance there kind of like Alaska. Yeah. Or Hawaii. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, Canada is in between us. It's kind of weird. You know, we should take uh, Vancouver, BC. We should take that. Yeah. Good luck with that. So Canada, be ready. We're coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Louisiana is like the smallest little neck in this purchase here. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess that they called it the Louisiana purchase just because of the Mississippi River, really. Well, Louisiana was the... What's now Louisiana was the only part with any sizable inhabitants. Yeah. Uh, Wait a minute. That came out wrong. Uh, I'm not saying anything about Louisiana residents being fat. Uh, I am. Sizable population. There we go. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I mean, they had the the port city of. um, Oh, shit. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. But, you know, this fucking thing stretched all the way up the Mississippi River to the west and like ended two thirds of the way through Montana. I mean, it's massive. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of what Thomas Jefferson became known for at least, at least until the Republicans refound him in the last few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause you know, he was, he wasn't really known for anything else besides that. Yeah. Oh boy. Here's an interesting one. Uh, this year in history, 1927, um, what orange is the new black is founded on. Yeah. Uh, first female <laughs> federal prison opens. Yeah. It's has the, uh, catchy name of federal industrial institution for women. And it opened in Alderson, West Virginia. Um, interesting tidbit. All women serving, uh, more than one year were to be brought here, you know, for federal crimes. And at the time of opening, most of the women that were serving were convicted in relation to a little thing called prohibition alcohol charges of one sort or another. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Bootleggers. <laughs> Pretty much. This sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Yes. With like places where most of the people in prison are there for drug charges. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, this this prison is actually a little different, you know, at a time of, you know, most people being still pretty much dicks to, well, everybody that's not a rich white man. Uh, one of the things I really like about this minimum security prison is that it has always been about reforming their prisoners. Uh, the guards aren't armed. The inmates have jobs and learn skills. Mm. Uh, in fact, it's actually styled after a boarding school offering education. And though it's unlikely that you know the name of this prison by its official name, which I told you a minute ago, you might know it as a quote unquote camp cupcake due to Martha Stewart having served a five month stint there back in 2004. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another famous person I found was Billie Holiday, the wonderful jazz singer who served was supposed to serve one year and one day, but uh, got released early. Uh, it, she served from like 47 to 48 for narcotics charges. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now that, that basic model is really what my, 
my ideal on how how the prison system should be reformed. Uh, you know, prisoners should still be able to contribute to society. Yeah, working jobs, have some kind of industry. If they're doing well, let them work in the community. Uh, have educational opportunities. Have for sure lots of counseling and group therapy sessions. With the focus being short sentences where people are rehabilitated and gradually reintegrated back into society. You know, one of the really cool things I found about this is that, uh, as they call it, FPC Alderson is one of six federal and state prisons that uh, participate in the Pause for People program, which uh, trains service dogs. Hmm. Usually most of theirs go straight to veterans, active duty meet. Uh, people people with you know ptsd and stuff like that so, nice yeah, yeah one of the the few things decent in uh with the idaho correctional system actually no, this is probably the only decent thing with the idaho correctional system is the idapi program and it's uh where prisoners train dogs and uh, these dogs are highly highly sought after when they're up for adoption hmm. because they are very well trained by the time they're done excellent yeah (laughs) man so what you vaping today as a shout out to uh paul from the (laughs) (laughs) oh i have uh from the three paul's podcast let's call it that yeah i've got my my homebrew uh strawberry in my my sub tank mini uh Mm. with uh the diy or diy uh build in in that was it the uh, RDA thing? Yeah. yeah. I've got pear in my 1K fun and I've got Mount Baker and the pear is my own uh, my own mix as well. And then Mount Baker Vapor's uh blue moo in my other K fun. Right. So a uh, creamy blueberry? Yep. Ah, okay. Well, I'm <laughs> rocking the same damn tank you are, the uh, Kanger Sub Mini running the uh 5 ohm uh 0.5 ohm coils. Nice. None of that rebuild shit here. But, uh, yeah, uh, four pawns. It's a, uh, like a chocolate mint, kind of like, uh, you know, the, the thin mint Girl Scout cookies. Mm. Really fucking tasty. Oh. That sounds good. Now, are you trying to make the microphone pick that up? Yep. Okay. Mmm. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Tasty. Anyways. <laughs> Hey, Paul. What's up? <laughs> oh, boy. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Moving on along. This will make more sense later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a throw forward, let's call it that. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. This day in history, 1945. Uh, some little unknown guy named Hitler uh, commits suicide. Maybe. Bum, bum, bum. so yeah uh towards the end of the war there uh hitler started camping out in his bunker underneath the chancellery in mid 1945 and and only groundhogged a couple times you know come popping out of his hole after that before you know he'd never coming out alive supposedly uh yeah he got warned by his officers that the russians were coming you know uh this is right before his death here, uh, that the Russians were coming and that, uh, they were going to overtake the chancellery and urged him to get to his, his little villa in, uh, Brechtstitz garden, which I know I fucking nailed that over <laughs> in the Bavarian Alps. Uh, and yeah, the dictator instead chose a suicide capsule capsule and a bullet. So yeah. Uh, on the on the on the plus side though he tested on his beloved uh, dog and pups which uh, his dog was named Blondie and you know made sure that the the pills worked first by killing all of them first and then you know gave one to his new bride uh uh von Braun uh, Eva Braun and yeah nobody ever saw Hitler pull the trigger none of his guards and you know, nobody took pictures, but supposedly in accordance with his last wishes, he was uh, cremated. And it actually took the Germans 11 years to say that he was dead after after the war. Wow. <laughs> yeah, kind of weird. 
<sighs> but good riddance. Yeah, fucking a. <laughs> mm. Anyways, yeah. If, if he hadn't committed suicide, he either would have been shot by the incoming troops or tried on war crimes and executed. Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of Nazis that did make it down to South America. There's been lots of rumors, though, that Hitler himself went to Spain. Uh, I don't know. Uh, he sure looked like a pasty fuck, so it'd take him a while to fit in and get a suntan. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All That's right. Pretty We're much all I got, man. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with Science and Skepticism. We love hearing from our listeners. You can email us at contact at atheistnomads.com, tweet us at atheistnomads, send us a message on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash atheistnomads, or better yet, call us and leave us a message at 541-203-0666. We might even play it on the show. You can also help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast directory of choice. First off, we've got a uh, fascinating paper that's come out of China. Uh, this paper was published in the online journal Protein and Cell by a team from Sun Yat-sen University in Gangzhou, China, led by Jinju Huang. You fucking nailed that, man. Good job. Thank you. About right. their modification of human embryo genes. The embryos they used were from a fertility clinic and were non-viable due to having an extra set of chromosomes from being fertilized by two sperm. Hmm. So there's never any chance that these could result in a live birth. What they attempted to do was edit the genes responsible for beta thalassemia, a potentially fatal blood disorder using the CRISPR slash CAS9 editing technique. Now, in all, they attempted to modify 86 embryos, and after 48 hours, enough time for them to grow about eight, about eight cells each, 71 had survived, but out of those, uh, 54 were tested, but only 28 had been successfully spliced. And only a fraction of those contained the replacement genes. They also found a large number of off-target mutations at a much higher rate than, it, than had been found in adult human cell and animal models that they had previously worked with. They are going to continue the research, but admit that this is very immature and it'll be a long time before we need to worry about Gattaca becoming reality. <laughs> the, the, but yeah, the idea here is, you know, there are genetic di uh, disorders that can cause um, yeah, horrible problems. Like this one they're trying to work on, a blood disorder that can often be fatal. Mm. If you could edit those out, you would have the chance to better human life. Uh there are a lot of ethical concerns with it, uh, such as, well, okay, aside from the you can't play God concerns, there's there's concerns about whether or not uh, you'll have unexpected mutations or what kind of mutations will happen in the next generation. Because if you do this on a single cell, you know, zygote, it will have... Uh, Th that mutation will be in every single cell in the body. So it would be passed on to the next generation. There's a reason why right now the genetically modified foods are intentionally made to be sterile. They don't want those genes reproducing. They don't want to see what will happen if they, they, they pass on to the next generation. Uh, they also want to make sure they get their profits, but <laughs> that's not the only reason. But overall, if we could edit out Down syndrome, autism, Wait, blood disorders, I immune, caused by vaccines, blood disorders, immune deficiency disorders, cancers, that would be amazing. All right, next up, Bell Gibson, an Australian wellness blogger, built an empire with a blog, recipe book, and popular app off of claims that she had cured her terminal brain cancer with diet and lifestyle alone. It all started falling apart last month when it was discovered that she never made thousands of dollars in donations that she had promised. She then admitted that she'd been wrongly diagnosed with blood, spleen, uterus, and liver cancers by a German magnetic therapist, and now she has admitted that actually she never had brain cancer either. I just want to say, that's a lot of fucking cancers. Yeah, yeah. 
This actually all started in 2009 on a forum where she claimed to have died during a heart surgery. Right. She's never had heart surgery. She's Ew. just a young woman in good health. Ew. Okay, yeah, that, that, ew. <laughs> I want to call her all, all sorts of bad names. Mm. Nick, where are you when we need you, man? <laughs> Fuck. Now, there's there's something that I could, I, 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 I seem to recall there being some kind of a psychological disorder that it has to do with, well, hypochondria. Sounds like she's a hypochondriac, and it's, she needs some serious help. Really? It just sounds like she wants money. You know, she she doesn't like all the toxins and all the evil sciency things. And, you know, she dreams of an, a, a better utopia, you know, the one where she makes lots of money off of people. That's that, definitely possible. But I mean, she started a fucking media empire. She, you know, uh, blogging a big ass cookbook uh, that just got pulled and, you know, a bunch of other shit. She certainly could just be a complete and utter quack. Um or she might have a psychological disorder and needs serious help. Either way, oh, no. she needs some serious help. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying she didn't drink the Kool-Aid along the way, but... Yeah. Either she's a, a hypochondriac or a sociopath. One way or the other, she needs serious, serious help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So, hooray, Australia. You're <laughs> Man, you got one less fucktard fucking shit up for people. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, her shit's still going to be passed around the internet for years to come. Oh, yeah. Uh, if anybody were to think that wouldn't be the case, Andrew Wakefield's bullshit is still Ooh. floating around. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. And it was discredited more than a decade ago. Was it that long? Fuck. Yeah. He would published <laughs> that in 2001. Well, he published in 2001, but <clears throat> when was it actually discredited? Yeah. I think the retraction was uh, like th- within five years. Okay. Fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Long time. Hey, we've got an update from Australia. Uh, we previously reported that Australia's tightening uh, of the vaccination requirements was going to maintain a religious exemption for registered religious groups. Hmm. Uh, they reviewed the only religious exemption that was on the books and spoke with the Christian scientists about renewing their exemption. However, the Christian scientists said that they don't advise members to not get vaccinated and they don't need the exemption. Nice. So, as a result, the religious exemption is now out. So, the only way to get the child care reimbursements and not vaccinate your children is if they can't be vaccinated for legitimate medical reasons. Man, fucking awesome, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. A supplement... Uh, yeah, it could be worth up to uh, $15,000. Holy shit. That's 15000 Australian. Okay, so that's like 20 bucks. Uh, let's see here. That works out US. to 7,700 British pounds. Uh, let's see what it is in U.S. dollars. 11,700 U.S. dollars. Fuck. And for our final uh, story from this segment... The CDC's latest youth smoking survey shows that the amount of middle and high school students smoking cigarettes is at an all-time low. Yay! At only 9%. Nice. You would think that the media coverage about this would be positive, that this is a huge win. Instead, they are focusing on the increase in the number of kids using e-cigs. Hmm. Realistically, the number of kids doing things they shouldn't will never change, but at least they're going with something less harmful. Yeah, you know, they they talk about uh, the, the increase in ESIG use. Okay, granted, uh, they're not talking about all the chemicals that the kids aren't inhaling and ingesting. Mm-hmm. And they're not talking about the level of nicotine that is being used in those devices all either. Yeah. Uh, which, it's something crazy. What What's the amount that cigarettes usually have? Um. Uh- there, there was a study a couple of years ago I saw, actually it wasn't even that long ago, it was this pretty recent, uh, on comparing the, the serum nicotine level from a average cigarette and vaping 18 milligram per milliliter uh, juice. And hmm. vaping 40 minutes straight 
was what was required to get to the same serum nicotine level as one wow. cigarette. Wow. So if you're just doing the occasional puff, not even close. I just Googled how much nicotine is in a cigarette, and the first thing that popped up uh, saying tobacco cigarettes contain 8 to 20 milligrams depending of nicotine, depending on the brand, but only approximately 1 milligram is actually absorbed into the body when you smoke a cigarette. Yeah, and it's it's a tricky one to try to compare the two. Um, which yeah. is why this the, the study that was looking at the serum nicotine level was so good. That's the only way to effectively, uh, to actually be comparing apples to apples. Basically measure what's in the blood. Yeah. Okay. So what's actually absorbed. Now with this, this uh, media hype on it, it's, it's all around the, the unknown risks of electronic cigarettes. And everybody wants to jump on these unknown risks. Because, well, it's got nicotine. Cigarettes have nicotine, so it must be bad. Now, I'm not going to say that nicotine is good, but when you look at its effect in the body, it's comparable to caffeine. And the only consistent or, or I guess, solid ill effect of nicotine I have, I have actually heard is that it increases the rate of growth in tumors. Hmm. So if you have cancer, it will make the cancer worse. They haven't been able to show that nicotine actually increases your risk of cancer, though. Hmm. Uh, yeah, we don't know what the long-term effects of using an electronic cigarette is. They haven't been around long enough, and nobody is doing the studies. Everybody is too caught up in asking what's, what's the harm, what's the risk, when they should be trying to find out. Sounds like a fucking witch hunt. The, the CDC, the FDA, the American Lung Association, all these organizations that are, okay, FDA, okay, I'll, I'll leave that, them out. CDC and American Lung Association for sure. Anti-ESIG. The World Health Organization is anti-ESIG. Uh, even though this is something that has the greatest potential of anything we've seen so far to get people off of conventional cigarettes. And rather than panicking about what might be bad in them, they should be putting money into doing the studies to find out what's bad there and what are the actual long-term effects. There should be studies going on right now comparing the health of current smokers, people who've switched to e-cigs, people who are on the patch, and seeing what the actual effects are. Stop with the, the fear-mongering and do some, some fucking research. Ah, god damn. <laughs> ah. All right, so uh, we're, we're going to take another break, and then we'll, we will be back with politics and religion. As a listener of the show, I'm going to assume you love my sexy vocal stylings. If you love the rest of the show as much as my voice, consider giving us the resources we desperately need to purchase quality cocaine or Red Bull. We make it super easy to make a one-time donation or to support us on a per-episode monthly, or even annual basis using PayPal or Patreon. Find out more at atheistnomads.com. Use the links on the right side of the page. A dollar an episode is all we ask. Former teachers at the Al-Takwa College have claimed that girls are banned from running at sporting events over the principal's concern that it might cost them their virginity. Don't worry, right. he's not concerned that it'll promote promiscuity. He's afraid that their hymens might break. Damn, I, I was hoping they were going to like slip and fall on a dildo or something. But. Yeah, yeah. And this is being investigated by the Victorian Registration and Qualifications Authority. Mm. Yeah, um, this uh, fucktard, Omar Hollick, uh, he, he also told the uh, students that the Islamic State was a plot by Western countries. So he's obviously a great guy. Where the fuck is this place? And he's also afraid that if uh, girls injure themselves, like breaking a leg, playing soccer, mm, sure. that it could leave them infertile. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, that could be true. This is a, a high school principal. <laughs> you would expect that he would understand how basic anatomy and biology works. That's expecting a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. 
we'll be getting to another story later where you can expect should be able where we should be expecting more from principals. But yeah, this this guy's this is just absurd. <laughs> the guy's a joke. Let him be. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully, if you're you actually have kids going there, get them the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, ev- evict this guy. I highly doubt anybody with kids going to an Islamic school in Australia would be listening to our show. Oh. <laughs> Still, it's fucking funny. What the hell? Australia, guys, what's going on? <laughs> I'm not this calling is, you out, but come on, that's kind of weird. This is our third story this episode from Australia. It's Yeah, it, it shit's just... You, you got a lucky week, this one. Man. Yeah awesome yeah yeah (laughs) all right so moving on to georgia Uh, we have uh two stories uh this time from georgia uh the first one is uh the small town of cochran georgia has uh, periodically flown the christian flag over their city hall and they recently had it up in the lead up to the local bible reading marathon on the steps of the county courthouse where the christian flag will also be flying the city attorney advised the city manager to not have that flag at City Hall, and so the manager removed it. Then on April 14, the city council voted 5-1 to one to put it back, and it has been there ever since. Whether right. or not this was the official reason, it definitely does serve as a proud reminder that Cochrane, Georgia, is a Christian town. All right, and lawsuit from the FRF, RF uh, countdown begins in 3... <laughs> Two, one, paper served. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seriously. I mean, even the fucking lawyer. I mean, some of these batshit towns, even the lawyers on board with this shit. But man, <laughs> this shit just, we will not stand for this shit. It will not last. And these people are going to get their, their town bankrupted because these dicks want to fly a flag. Mm-hmm. Great. And, and the Christian flag of all things. It's this is something that that came about in the the 1890s as a symbol of Christian unity. Why do I think it it has a lot of race, racial undertones? It just has a KKK feeling to me. <laughs> Probably the white. Yeah, it's a whole lot, fucking lot of white. There's also some red and blue. Sure, sure. I don't know, man. <laughs> you got a a little tiny town, five thousand one hundred people. Yeah, that town's going to get bankrupt. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's it's mind-boggling that they would do this. It's uh, of all the to things have to a do. fucking Bible reading marathon. Seriously? I mean, it's just that that's quaint even. Yeah. On, on the courthouse steps. <laughs> oh yeah. And it lasts a week. Wow. So this article on on the Ross story, uh, you've got a picture of somebody in front of the county courthouse. Carrying signs to say, forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Blessed is the nation whose God is... It cuts off there. I'm okay with that. Um, They've got a picture of the courthouse with the Bible reading marathon banner and the Christian flag. They got a picture of the the local DQ having a a sign saying, Bible reading marathon, May 1 to May 7. With an exclamation mark! Yay! Yeah! Oh, poor DQ. Yeah. If <laughs> if I were an atheist cream. in that town. I wouldn't be an atheist in that town. <laughs> no. Dude, get the fuck out. Yeah. If you're one of us, leave. <laughs> They're coming to get you. Fuck. Yeah. Well, moving on. <laughs> Rose McGrath was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia in August 2012. She's now 12 years old and has completed her treatment, and while recovering, she got a letter from her school, St. Joseph Middle School, part of the Battle Creek Area Catholic Schools, and she has been attending Battle Creek Area Catholic Schools her entire time in school. Wow. This letter was to inform her that she has been dismissed from the school for missing too much school and for poor academic performance. You know what? If I'm out of school for... A long time because I have cancer. One, my I, <laughs> you sons of bitches. I, I might not one really feel up to 
performing very well because you know fucking cancer mm-hmm. and two people get depressed and you know what they don't feel like doing shit when they have cancer yeah I, 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 don't have the energy to do shit no you guys are fucking assholes wow yeah <laughs> there, there was I, I seem to remember some verses from from the gospels where where jesus was saying that you know telling people to turn away the children and and kick them when they're down yeah 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 or, okay. or wait, no, no, that's not what it was. Uh, that must be the version that they're reading. I, I think what he actually said was, "Be nice to children, welcome them in, don't be a dick." <laughs> yeah, that that first version you must be written from like Mein Kampf. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, damn the. Yeah, she's been sick in bed, fucking nausea, abdom- abdominal pain. You know, she's not having fun. Now, <laughs> it is kind of. Nice that we're getting to talk about the Catholic Church and a child. And no butt sex, yeah. 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 But still, come on, guys. Have a little decency. (laughs) Stop fucking over children. Ooh, there you go. And finally, we have uh, another story out of Georgia. Tim Jefferson is a 16-year-old gay black kid in Atlanta, Georgia, who was brutally beat even getting stabbed in the face with a screwdriver, all while the principal watched and did nothing. And, and when we're saying brutally beat, I mean, we're talking up to 20 kids. I mean, this is no small little couple yeah. people. Yeah. The fight started and, with some racial and homophobic slurs being thrown at Jefferson and a friend that he was walking with. The fight went five rounds with as many as 20 kids involved at one point. Yeah. And to get his revenge, Jefferson, who was transferring to another school, is pressing charges, and Atlanta police have said that they are charging three students for public fighting, and Jefferson's friend will be charged with disorderly conduct. Yeah. First, principal, fuck you. Second, fuck you. And third, I hope you get fired, and I hope you get sent to jail. Some charges need to be brought up on this guy. Holy shit. Yeah, this poor kid, he got fucking shanked with the screwdriver down his cheek. It's, it's, it's a bad thing what the fuck yeah i mean how can you you're a principal i mean you're there to like inspire the children or at least to keep them the fuck away from killing each other Mm-hmm. yeah this isn't 15 or 20 years ago this is now we've been harping on bullying for 10 years straight the president has had task forces to deal with bullying and yet oh. One, this isn't the 80s, uh, you know, that whole anti-gay, homo- anti-homosexual thing back from the 80s. This isn't the fucking 60s from the ditto for, you know, different races other than white people. Holy fuck. We're decades away from stupid shit like that. And uh, when I was in school, I was I was bullied. Uh, I never got anything quite that bad. But I do know what it's like to have 20 kids around you. Uh, swinging you by your arms and legs. Really? Yeah. Wow. While the principal was standing, or not the principal, uh, he was later the principal. That time he was just the PE teacher. Uh, <laughs> while the PE te- teacher was standing in the corner, clueless as to what was going on. Wow. Shit. Almost all of the worst of the bullying that I encountered was with a staff member present and watching. <laughs> and this was with my dad on the school board. Wow. This just gets better. <laughs> and... In every case, the staff had no idea what to do. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, stop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man. For whatever reason, I, I kept my head down or, you know, I was just always kind of a big guy. So I guess people were, I didn't pick on people and they didn't pick on me. So it's kind of neutral ground. It was kind of nice. Well, for me, it was, I was the smart new kid. And mm. so... I was the victim of bullying. And after that, I was the kid that got bullied. So I was the victim of bullying. <laughs> so the new kids would come and they'd join in on the bullying. The other geeks would join in on the bullying because they would get just a little bit better acceptance from everybody else at the, this tiny little school. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. The nerds picked on you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, if they joined in, they got a little bit of acceptance. Sure, no, I totally understand. 
it's this has been the bullying issue has been on the forefront long enough that you know, at this point it's obviously not working. Uh, it needs to be taken a step further, and I think what it really comes down to is teachers are and, and administrators are clueless as to what to do. Do you think some of it's that they're afraid? to one touch a student two to get shot themselves or some stupid thing yeah i'm sure of it Mm. there they there needs to be somebody needs to figure out the right way to handle it a way that and, and laws need to be put into place to allow it to be handled and once this all gets figured out and it needs to happen fast there needs to be mandatory classes for anybody who wants to be a teacher on bullying. And I'm not talking a class session or two. I'm talking a full college course. It's a well, big enough topic. There's enough issues with it. And yeah, faculty just don't know what to do. And it's it's ridiculous. What about giving up a day, you know, elementary school, first grade, second grade, up through fifth, have one day a year maybe two where they, you know, talk about stuff like this, uh, six, seven, eight through, you know, end of high school, you know, have, have an actual, you know, day or two a a year where they actually have an actual class and say, this is harassment. This is, uh, bullying and, and define it. And, you know, people, it sounds stupid, but, you know, sexual harassment class, Mm -hmm. explain it. You know, you don't have to say that, you know, little Billy over there is a sexual harasser of some sort, but you know, just say, Hey, this is not acceptable behavior. And if you yeah. do it, there will be consequences. Definitely. And there needs to be protections for faculty who intervene. You know, uh, our entire shipyard. I mean, that's no small thing. That's over 10,000 people all had to take uh, a sapper class, which is a uh, sexual awareness, uh, a course that basically, you know, you go through and you tell everybody what teabagging is. You tell them what sexual harassment is. And so that, you know, people know it when they see it to recognize it. And, you know, the same for any kind of harassment or bullying, you know, say, Hey, you know what? That's a bad, don't do it. There's consequences. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and in this case, what the, the principal failed to do that would have been most obvious is call the police. It it would be a lot to ask any faculty member to intervene in a fight that big, but get the cops there. If he called the cops and said, it looks like there's about 20 kids involved and it looks like somebody has a weapon, they'd be there in no time flat. You know, there's actually a lot of uh, cell phone video uh, showing dozens of students, you know, this is not a... I mean, they they actually had like little fucking, you know, cameras out and taking video of this, <laughs> you know, not a hard thing to convict, not a hard thing to prove what was going on. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, kids said that, uh, my face, my eye, my lip on my back, my spine, right in the middle of, you know, I got hit in all these places. You know, he's man, seems like a good kid, but got his shit fucked up because he's black and he's gay. What the mm-hmm. fuck? Uh, yeah, we need some age-appropriate classes for everybody. Yeah. Boy, and that's faculty. a great note to end the show on. <laughs> we do have some feedback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of feedback, actually. Um, first off, from Alf via email, and I will have this picture in the, the show notes. A, he sent us a uh, picture of a, a newspaper article, well, part of it. Uh, monk caught in grave arrest. Police have arrested a monk and two other men for allegedly stealing corpses from Yudan Tani cemeteries for use in black magic rituals to help believers pick winning lottery numbers. As one does, yeah. I'm surprised the cops didn't let him finish it so they could get those numbers for themselves. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Hey, appreciate it. I'll keep on sending it in. And, you know, love the pictures, too. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, from Paul Thompson via Facebook. Hey, Wesley, Dustin, great to hear you promoting e-cigs on Nomads. We just did an article on episode 93 of Skepticule. First cancer, di- First cancer death from e-cig smoking. You may be interested. And gives the link. 
Uh, the play button is near the bottom of the page. Got my first e-sig in 2008 and never looked back, but I'll have to admit I'm getting pretty irritated with the so-called authorities telling me how bad they are for my health. Here's my e-sig evangelistic rant and then the link for that. And these links will be in the show notes. Uh, but if you want a big hit, you just have to try one of those beauties with a sub-ohm coil. <laughs> Basically, everything that he was linking is a whole bunch of uh, just uh, anecdotal evidence. Uh, no actual studies, no actual anything being put forward to say, hey, you know what? E-cigarettes are actually bad or yeah. anything. It's just like, we think these are bad. And yeah, you know what? Fuck you. Get some evidence. The the, the first cancer, de- cancer death from e-cig smoking one. For starters, yeah. you don't smoke an e-cig. If it's smoking, you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a device problem. Uh, but it, the uh, the article was completely bogus he couldn't find any evidence that a person by that name had died in texas oh, or was, was supposedly or supposed to have happened and he found a similar name in texas but it was a 73 year old whereas the article said it was a 17 year old so well that story oh and the picture in the article has been floating around in numerous articles for various subjects and it also has a head wound <laughs> So it doesn't really seem to be related uh, to cancer caused by vaping. From at Gritty City Sounder, that's G-R-I-T-T-Y-C-I-T-Y-S-N-D-R on Twitter, at Atheist Nomads, finally got around to subscribing to the pod. Great work, and thanks for balancing the audio so well. Hashtag praise Sonos. (laughs) Wink. Uh, First off, don't praise Sonos. This is me being a stickler on audio and compressing the hell out of it my standard is that you should be able to hear everything everybody says clearly while driving 80 miles an hour down the freeway nice which is legal to do here in idaho ah from at trans atheist pod also via twitter at libsyn love at atheist nomads and love it when they guest on at ask an atheist wa yeah that's a friend of the show sam mulvey's show Mm mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs> which and we have past, now both been on past drunk guest <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah i i missed a uh a post show at odd otter to to be talking with you right now so mm. damn it <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> uh, they come every sunday yeah and from annie via email uh and this one does go along so i'll be interjecting in the middle and truncating a bit uh you asked on your recent Atheist Nomads podcast 74 if there was another type of format slash subscription system out there that you were not on. I'm a big fan of open source. Now, don't get me wrong. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, but she recommends Miro. She went on to tell about the program and uh, its directory, and I've now added us to the Miro guide and added a button to the sidebar. Uh, now, back to her message. Uh, having your podcast was nice to be able to show my son that he does not have to believe in a god. I did not make him listen to your show, but kind of hard for him not to when we're in the car. Thanks to his other parent and grandparents taking him to church all the time, he was thinking that there was a God. Thanks to your show, he now at least knows that he has a choice, even if he is kind of on the fence. He knows now that he has choices. He now knows that he has science behind them. So, yeah, I'm definitely glad that we were able to, to help out with your son, and thanks for the uh, heads up on, on Miro. I am also a big uh, supporter and fan of, of open source software. Uh, used it extensively in the production of the show. And uh, Miro is something I just wasn't familiar with. Cool. I just want to say, hey, Annie's kiddo, just remember, doesn't matter how cool they are over in that church. If you listen to us, we say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Anyway, you can all email us at contact at atheistnomads.com. You can call us at 541-203-0666. You can tweet us at Atheist Nomads or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist Nomads. And we love hearing from you. Fucking it was awesome getting this much feedback since uh, it, it's been a while since we've had much. Yeah. And it's <laughs> nice to know people are actually listening. And we still have the 100 by 100 campaign going. Uh, it's been disappointing to see the number go down but it is coming back up again uh we are currently at 34 dollars per episode the goal with this 
was to get to $100 per episode by episode 100. Uh, this is episode 92. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, still a big, big shout out. Thank you to Russ, Travis, Vernward, Latanya, Frank, Virginia, Robert, and Paul. Don't forget Mark and Gary, the flying skeptic, Renee Davis Pelt, Mark, Hugh, man, and Peter. Yeah. Frank <laughs> being our newest nuclear sponsor. Fucking A. And yeah, every. A, a dollar an episode is all we ask for. Uh, that's, that's not enough to, to break the bank. And if you want to be really, if you don't have the means, you can always trim that down to a dollar an episode with a $1 max. But it, it means a lot to us. Uh, it will help keep us going. Uh, it, there has been a, a definite trend. And if you listen to a lot of podcasts I'm and have been for a while, I'm sure you've noticed this, of shows dropping out around episode 70 or 80. The old-fashioned pod fading. Patreon is something that allows us to avoid pod fading. Because what happens is sometime around that episode 70 mark, it stops being as much of a fun hobby and it starts to feel more more like a job. It's not a job? Fuck. You mean I don't have to do this? Fuck. <laughs> I can have a life? Fuck. <laughs> uh. And what Patreon does is it allows you, our listeners, to keep us accountable to keep putting out shows on time and at the same frequency by paying us uh, per episode. And it also helps give us incentive to just straight up keep on going on. Because this is enjoyable, but it's always nice to have that little extra incentive there when life tries to get in the way. Fuck, you know, I, I would just like to be able to make enough to, so I could, you know, hit a conference or two and, you know, yeah. talk to some more cool people. Yeah. And for me, there's always, you know, paying off my student loans from getting that goddamn theology degree. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If for no other reason, help Dustin pay off his fucking theology degree. Because oh, God goodness. sure isn't helping. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back at you next week with an interview. Yay! Thank you for listening to another episode of Atheist Nomads. You can find us online at www.atheistnomads.com. Contact us at contact at atheistnomads.com or leave us a voicemail message at 541-203-0666. You can also like us on Facebook or leave us a review on iTunes, Zoom, or wherever else you find the podcast. Until next time, this has been The Atheist Nomad.